Today's episode is sponsored by Nautical Not USA. So if you have someone that's PCSing and you don't have any ideas for gifts or what to get them, you guys can go ahead and visit nauticalnotusa.com to have a no bullshit, good send off gift handmade right here in the United States. So they've been doing this since around uh, 2015. And go ahead and check out their website and don't forget to also check them out on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. But most of their uh, heaviest platforms right now that they're using is Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. So go ahead and check them out, uh, Nautical Not USA. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Scrum Docs Podcast. So today we have a, a special guest with me. Uh, they will remain anonymous for a, a multitude of reasons. But uh, they have a lot of experience uh, in the medical community. They also work in... Uh, a very kind of special technical field as well. Um, we spend a small amount of time together uh, down in a certain part of the country. But, uh, yeah. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Going well. How are things with you? I mean, things are what they are. You know what I mean? I can't really complain that much. Or maybe a little bit. <laughs> I know this, uh, this uh, virus has just been a super fun time, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think people are going to have, like, the birth rates in the country are going to be skyrocketing in the next 9 to 12 months. That and the divorce is going to be a whole lot higher right now because they're going to have to actually spend time with the people they, uh, they married, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so can we throw in addiction clinics, too? Because people are going to be losing to get through it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I've been getting through it. Uh, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Judgment free zone, you're my friend. Hey, uh, what are friends for, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you and I have kind of touched up on uh, working in the medical field together and then also spending some time while working with the also uh, special community called uh, SOF, you know? <laughs> they're, uh, they're a wild bunch, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that they... Uh kind of get put into a limelight that they don't necessarily need to be in and people make the community a lot bigger than what it actually is. So, I know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's... It's 50-50 on that because, uh, you know, like, I, I don't know, I guess growing up in the, not just the military, but in general, like, you see all these movies, but at the same time, you always hear that, you know, silent professional and all that. And I work with a, a good amount of guys in the soft community, and they're always real chill, real humble, didn't really care about uh, being in the light or anything of that sort. But as things have kind of turned around recently, at least within maybe, what, fuck, in the last 10 years, I guess I could say, um... There's been a, a sudden change about, like, uh, just being a little more open. It's like, yeah, I was on this mission, and I fucking did this and that. And it's just like, like okay, bro, like, I can understand certain things, but, you know, it, it's it's not about you specifically. It's about, like, overall, and, and if you're supposed to keep things at a hush, then you're not much of a silent professional, but who am I to judge, you know what I mean? I'd say in the last 10 years, even more so, more recently, I'd say the last five years, especially with social media platforms being what they are, I think things have about being exploded. Um, you know, you'll see guys go growing their their free balls in certain areas, or you know, go growing um, their kids and ops, and it's just it blows my mind the shit that gets released on social media, um, just because they'll try and blur out, you know 
two flags or patches or things like that. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, I click through, obviously, being on social media, I am on one platform of social media, and I have several of the individuals that I've worked with in the past and have currently worked with. Um, I follow them as they follow me, and I see their stories, and a bunch of them, the younger guys especially, you know, I'm looking at their stories, and they're live streaming, or they've taken video that they've posted that day of the training they've done, the materials they've covered, the equipment they're using. I mean, um, there's a dive medic that I'm very good friends with, um, very chill, very humble, good-to-go guy, um, but he will take his phone out with him, like, out on the dock or out on, you know, their sub-platforms or whatever they call them, um, and they're showing all this stuff that... 10 years ago, people would have been held accountable by the Department of Justice and gotten criminally charged for that shit. It just blows my mind. Um, I think that modern day, especially with TV shows like, you know, the one that's on CBS, the SEAL TV show, there are guys that yeah. I have worked with in the past that are on that. Um, they're, or they're quote-unquote technical advisors for it. Um, and, you know, there's some kind of, I call it full circle Oprah moments. We've got to loop back here probably later on as we talk about some stats, but, um, how that integrates. But, um, yeah, you know, every guys are getting out, book deals are a thing, movies are immediately a thing and it's look at me and who I am. And before, you know, like you said, most of the guys that I keep in my circle are quiet, head down, humble individuals who lives next door but you would never know stacks bodies for a living and uh, that in my opinion is how yeah is. and that's uh, I have a lot of the same feelings when it comes to a lot of that stuff and just uh, even how most people have always asked us it's just um, why are we always hiding behind anonymity or behind this page because um, most of us admins have always discussed that and we've all come to agreement it's like it's really not about us like it's mostly about like the fans and everyone else and most of the stuff we get sent in it's like based on stories people tell us and we give credit where credit is due but it's like it I, I don't need that glory like it's it's fucking ridiculous like I, like we really don't I'd much rather just be able to live my life and be able to go about my day without people knowing me. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm no one to fucking judge. Everyone else has their their motives and their reasons why. But definitely, this social media age has changed a lot of things. And um, I can understand doing things for personal gain and for a little bit more profit and be able to do things a little bit more. So I, I can't entirely completely fucking shit on them. But at the same time, it's just like, look, man, there's, you know, some certain things that even when it comes to, I guess, uh, national security or things of that sort, things should be kept to a minimum or hushed until X amount of time or whatever the release time is. So then that way there's no, I don't know, correlation to any kind of mission or things that could or might have allegedly happened or not. And in case if they're doing some form of training, it's like, yeah, man, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, plausible deniability can always go uh, ways and distance for sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I remember very vividly coming new onto the scene, like green behind the ears, and like everything was big, bright, and shiny new. And um, someone, um, you know, sitting me down in the, the security POC's office, and, you know, I'm signing my first NDA that it's going to last for 75 years, fast forward 10 years, and I get into a more selective line of work 
and I'm asked to sign an updated non-disclosure that is supposed to last 150 years. And I don't know about you, but I took that seriously. Um, there's no need for people to know when and where what I've done. Um, if people around me are safe and happy and things are going good day to day, then I think things have gone the way they're supposed to. Um, I know that um, within the community, Many there's like the Q course, there's selection for like the army, that kind of thing. Um, the, the teams, the SEAL teams at NSW, our Naval Special Warfare, for those who don't know, um, they will send people to screen um, to what they call like being green to select um, in, you know, on the East Coast to determine whether or not they're going to go to a tier one team. And I guarantee to you, if they have seen that at any time you've had social media, you've been a quote-unquote influencer, you have just shot yourself in the foot. Um, I very vividly remember being on what's called like a murder board, where they put shit from your past up on a big screen TV. Um, guys walked in, and there were pictures of like dick pics that were unsolicited dick pics that had been sent out on the internet that they were able to retrieve. Um, it's mind-blowing stuff that's out there. Um, I remember my father telling me very early on in high school, even when like MySpace was starting, he was like, don't put stuff out there because once it's out there, it's out there forever. So I think yeah, people need to be careful on like what they're sharing and sending and that kind of thing. Yeah, there's a, a saying that once something hits the internet, it's there forever. And uh, there's a... <laughs> I, I can't exactly say that I'm 100% innocent on a whole lot of things because I'm fucking not. Uh, I've never admitted to being completely innocent, you know what I mean? I try to do better, at least uh, nowadays, when it comes to a lot of those things because it's true. Like, once they pull a lot of things up and you're just like, hey, hey, it's all there, man. There's IP addresses, there's phone numbers, there's all kinds of stuff that's all linked to somehow. And if people really want to find that information, it's not entirely difficult if you know how to go through the right avenues. So, but... Yeah, definitely being smart about what you post on social media is uh, a very good uh, pro tip, I guess you could say, when it comes to posting a lot of stuff. And then also selling, sending unsolicited uh, dick pics or just nudes oh, in I general, mean, which is... Uh, honest, not everyone needs tips in their face. Can I get an email? No? <laughs> uh, questionable, but... <laughs> it does happen. It blows my mind that people... Yeah, like they think that their IPs aren't pullable or that they're hiding behind a VPN or they've got a proxy bound founder and they're able to, you know, bounce their signal off, you know, different IP addresses worldwide. I, there are people who scare the shit out of me and, my, and that takes a lot. And they can pull stuff out of fucking thin air and they know what you sent to your grandmother in like 2002 via email. And it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I think people should be wary of that. Um, one of which, actually, in, in recent events, there's since we're talking about touching on uh, operators in the community, um, there's a PJ. Um, his first name is Sean, and uh, he's been in the news on social media here fairly recently. We re brought up um, there's a uh, former medic who. Um, does some really great things within the veteran community and uh, you know came in touch through uh, oddly enough Rory Hamble um, and you know he is really advocating that the Sean individual uh, be held accountable for his actions publicly. Uh, he was 
Um, found guilty of you know, sexual crimes is a tier three registered sex offender in the state of Nevada. And that happened just recently. And he's still trying to access, you know, Dallas Air Force Base and go to their gym and use their resources there. Um, and so this individual, this veteran, is really trying to hold him accountable in mind, and I really give him props for that. Um, but it kind of shows that, like, the stuff you send out online is there forever. Uh, about three or four years ago, Sean was in um, the same area of the United States that I was yeah. at, and yeah. I was a single individual, and um, may have been on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, and you know, he, he, uh, he sent a copious amount of unsolicited things and has a habit of doing that. Um, so, I mean, screenshots can ruin lives. I've got phones full of screenshots, um, but, you know, like I joke with friends at work that can easily take down careers with DC and tweet me. Um, so I think, you know, I vetted him at the time as being actual because that was something else that was coming across on social media, um, on the dating platforms, where individuals who were trying to put themselves out there uh, as being active duty in the community, as a SEAL, as a you know, PG, as a sniper, like couldn't talk about where they went, blah, blah, blah. Um, all you got to do is ask a couple bros. It's a very small community. Everybody knows everybody. Um, and he was full of shit. Um, like, case in point, uh, your boy Ty Baker. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 First of all, he is not my boy. All right. Let, let, <laughs> let me just get that out there. We're not friends. We're not associates. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was on the same dating platform. And when I asked him, so he kind of put out there that he was a, an operator, um, I think he tried claiming he was a stalker or Sodom at the time. Um, and I fact-checked. It's not very hard to do where I was at the time. I was actually um, with the medical battalion that he was claiming to be with. So it was like, uh, just the odds of that happening were hilarious. Um, I immediately obviously blocked him and reported him to that dating app um, as being a creep. But... Um, yeah, I think it's important that people watch what they put out online and also fucking bet people, dude. Like, it's not hard. Um, I know everyone goes back to the show me your DD-214 or FOIA request and things like that. And I will say there is a caveat to a FOIA request. Um, if someone has ever been a DOJ or a DOD tier one employee, you're not getting your hands on anything. <laughs> And it will tell you on those websites when you go to request it um, that you have to be that person individually. So say I worked for the FBI um, and I go on the FBI's website to file for a request. Um, I'm unable to do so unless I'm myself, like that person. You couldn't request information about me. They're not going to let it go. So um, those kind of things are, are a little more difficult to vet. Um, but... I think what you're doing by trying to hold people accountable through memes or stories or just the following that you've accumulated uh, and calling people in the carpet, if fucking need it, I'm appreciative of it. I love seeing it because, like I said, like there's no need to get accolades or applause publicly. 
Like, so fucking what? You weren't at the max. Like, no offense to you. <laughs> None. That's okay. That's your job. That's what you wanted to do. It brings home your paycheck. And that's just a job. At the end of the day, I am myself. It's just a job. But it doesn't define who I am. And it, I guess I think a lot of people are letting it do that. Um, and embedding them immediately it kind of takes away that power or that, you know, I guess whatever it is they're trying to hide behind at the time and kind of be elusive or, you know, evasive in how they're not answering things fully. Call um, them on the carpet. Keep it up. I love what you're doing. Yeah, and uh, that kind of just kind of fell weirdly upon uh, upon us because back in the day, um, I've discussed it with uh, DD214 and some of the other OGs about like fire missions, calling people out, and um, this one just kind of weirdly fell uh, on us here because uh, I had another uh, page that honestly has been helping us uh, a lot when it comes to these podcasts, giving me tips on uh, where to upload and what applications to use and things of that sort. So uh, whenever I reached out to them, you know, they, they, made a, they made a post and, you know, me trying to be uh, a good friend online and especially because uh, some of them are prior corpsmen and, uh, you know, they're prior military and pretty good, honest people. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to share one of their posts. They do uh, stories on prior military, prior corpsmen. And, you know, there was one that was uh, about a dude, a prior corpsman, HM3 Ty Baker, FMF. You know, and then so I posted it without really uh, doing my due diligence and fucking asking questions like, you know, I should. So then I posted it on there and I was like, whatever. And then how most things kind of happen, you know, I post something and then there's always some form of reaction. And then after that, people were sending me information like, hey, yeah, this guy's like a huge fucking piece of shit. Uh, he's lied about his service. He really didn't get it. He was in a wounded warrior because he crashed his motorcycle. He lied about going on deployment. He's lied about going on Muse. He said that he got injured on deployment because he speaks Pashto or Farsi, that they used him as, um, as a translator, so that's what he was doing. And uh, I know guys personally that knew him, so they were like, yeah, no, like this guy's like a complete liar he's a huge fucking piece of shit you know allegedly let me just throw that on there before someone's like yeah fuck I would like to also like anyone in the community who's listening to this who has contacts with dli and monterey hit him up run ty baker through the roster um i reached out and just today and you know through the back channels unofficially and quote allegedly he never went there so I mean, feel free to bet that, and if someone can come at us with a different response, that'd be great, but um, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just the, an FMF pin is, like, it's not completely fucking difficult. I'm just going to throw that out there. The FMF pin is not entirely that difficult. I understand that there are uh, different platforms to get it on, but as long as you're studying and practicing, it's not that difficult. So someone was, like, saying that he never deployed with, the, with any unit, he was literally at Miramar, and that's all his time frame at all in the Navy until he got uh, either medically separated or whatever was the case. But uh, the more I, I asked him and I reached out to him, and I'm like, yo, bro, so if you have your FMF pin, uh, where's your certification? Or send me a DD-214 and, and anything. He's like, okay, yeah, man, I'll uh, send it to you. He never did. And then more people send information about some of his uh, medical treatment. Uh, when he got out working as an EMT and a lot of the lies that he was spreading around. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to just meme this dude because uh, what else am I going to do at the meantime? 
So I made a couple memes. <laughs> and now, as an as an EMT, was he uh, contracted? Yes, from my understanding, from uh, what I heard from a couple different sources, was that uh, he was contracted working down in Coronado with uh, NSW and uh, as an EMT civilian. Right. So from what I heard, he was a, was an EMT civilian, uh, like a basic training course that they go through. Um, just doing a sideline, that's something to there. Um, that's something too, like to touch on. Is like the vetting process. Not only is hey, did this person. You know, are they a former whatever? But after yeah. contracting, like the stuff I have seen in the contracting side of things, will just blow people's minds. It's just, um, you know, I myself personally, I've been fortunate enough to be a very humble person, like as far as career-wise. Like I'm not a PhD. I don't have my MD, but I have been able to serve medically amongst some fucking giants, and I'm very very experience and within that experience um, I've been everywhere from um, like warfare training center I have been through um, contracting out to SEER courts I've done contracting for advanced SEER courses I've done um, doc work out of drop zones um, and that that one specifically blew my mind as to like the illicit activity that happens with these things through contracting that people just have no idea about. Um, take for instance this drop zone. Um, the guy owning it um, is being investigated for fraud embezzlement from um, AFSA. Uh, they had, the Air Force Special Operations Community had um, you know they had won a contract to be the new military free troll um, course and in doing so they were supposed to build outbuildings this drop zone didn't have running water at the time or bathrooms or air conditioning classrooms or anything like that um, for the air force side they, they did have for nsw the classrooms um, i believe air force also wanted indoor air conditioning uh parachute rigging area but i mean it's the air force mm-hmm. of course they're gonna want an air conditioning rigging area uh so you know, fast forward, I think about six months after they won their contract, they'd already started getting uh, their first classes coming through, rosters full of students, um, what have you. And rather than spending the $30 million or so alleged dollars they won on this contract, um, they went out to a construction site. After the construction site was done in this neck of the woods, they purchased the mobile trailer that you can, you know, get um, like the, where they have like the general contract manager and things like that. The foreman usually has their office at a construction site. Um, they purchased um, those um, trailers and used them for the classroom. And I think those trailers cost them a couple thousand. So they pocketed the rest of the month. Their head of HR is previously convicted for fraud and embezzlement. Um, when I was out there, they basically told me, like, hey, you're just doc. Like, don't worry about it. And I don't know about you, but, like, when I do no harm ethos, I take kind of seriously. So at one point, um, you know, they had people that were going into the trees, and I'd gone over to the DZSO, which is the drop zone at a safety officer. And I said, like, hey, 
this is going on, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They had uh, Air Force jumpers in the air. Uh, they were making their turns into the drop zone to land, and uh, they had an otter that they were taking off with right underneath these guys. Um, they also had, uh, you know, helos coming in from Miramar that were going across the drop zone as free fallers were coming in on their night jumps. Um, they didn't know how to properly communicate with NASA or Naval Station Rhode Island. Like, hey, fucking, you know, here's our area, our AO. Like, don't enter that for any reason because we have jumpers coming down. And uh, there was just shit like that constantly going on. Um, at one point, I, you know, aired, like, hey, you've got me out here just to basically be the equivalent of an EMT, which I am far past that. Uh, and they were doing some sketch shit. And I didn't agree with it. And I told them that I was going to maybe go to the inspector general with some things. The very next day I came in uh, and was told they were giving me a test. Uh, and they tested me on my medical fortitude and what I, I thought. They did a down free faller scenario. Um, within that scenario, the free faller had his helmet on, as you should. And I put the helmet on to incorporate C spot because you didn't have any neck pain. And then I did the um, trauma assessment at, you know, at the toes you're supposed to. He was fully verbal, alert and oriented times fucking five. And I was like, all right, we're gonna strap a fucking helmet to the back because I think it was like 2012, they came out with a motorcycle um, report that like safety report that said, you know, leaving the helmet in, intact so long as they're not facial trauma and there's not, you know, uh, Airway compromise? Yeah, there's yep. not a compromised airway. Uh, there's not an orbital issue. Their vision is okay. Then fucking load them that way. Because it's already providing you, if they've got a full face helmet on, which I will say to this, that was a full face helmet. This was not like a German helmet. Um, so I did that. Well, the next day I came in after that when they sprung a little test on me and they're like, super argumentative. Former team guys that were in during. I believe the Cold War, Kosovo, Kuwait era, and being super argumentative that I left the kid's helmet on, that I strapped him to a backboard that way, that for those reasons, um, I was going to be like that. And I was like, cool. Because honestly, the climate had gotten to the point where I was seeing so many corners being cut um, that I was terrified that someone was going to not make it on my watch, regardless of what my capable skills were or not. Um, but shit like that happens all the time. And if the community knew it, like the normal day-to-day -day Dick and Jane knew how unspecial Special Forces was, I think they might be having a so. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, corners that sometimes tend to be cut just because, uh, I don't know if it's funding or people just doing some sketchy stuff. But if, and it's, I I hate to play devil's advocate on this. Like, there's certain things that I, I can understand, but then at the same time, at the cost of safety and not just for your own, but for everyone that's working there, like, the one thing you don't want to cut is those type of corners that's going to potentially put other people's lives at risk. And even when it comes to certain things like I like keeping a Kevlar on, it's like medicine updates so much, and there's so much research always consistently going into those fields that what you knew at one point constantly changes and even for me that i've been teaching 
CLS, so combat lifesavers for Marines, and then including like TCCC, things have changed so much. And there was things that you know they used to teach before that now it's like, okay, hey, we're doing normal saline. Nope, we're going to hex stand. Actually, nope, we're going back to LR. Nope, we're going back to hex stand. Actually, you know what? Blood blood products, which is like the big thing right now. So things change so much within such a short time frame, and that's what even for just blood products, that's usually like the best go to. But for T Triple C, it's been like a weird thing now, and now finally Corman has started to kind of catch up with everyone else. And if you can get a walking blood bank and be able to do, um, I can't remember what it's called, but you're pretty much doing it. Yeah, the walking blood bank. You're grabbing literally from someone right next to you, and then doing like a buddy yeah, like blood. Uh, blood. Yeah. And the buddy transfusion, and funny enough, ironically, uh, I learned that from uh, some of the guys in uh, in NSW when I was uh, working with some of them on deployment in 2015, and it was the first time I saw that, and I was like, holy shit, like, what are they doing? Like, that's fucking, it, it was crazy. Yeah, it was... when you see it in real life, and like, like, life in life speed, it's like, holy shit, this works, and the, um, the recovery rate and the turnaround rate just uh, the survivability rates are astronomically improved comparable to a lactate finger saline oil, you know. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Things are definitely going for blood products. Um, but yeah, yeah, just that change in, in that medical perspective and medical view is just sometimes we have to remember to sit back and it's like, hey, is there something that I don't know? And that's something that for me, like, I, I always felt so limited because uh, Personally, at least for me, I was limiting my own scope because I was like, okay, I got to stay within my lane. But then even uh, some of the guys that were working there um, were telling me, it's like, hey, man, like, even though you have a specific task, a specific lane, you don't always have to stick by it. The more you know, the better and the more you can do for your guys when things get a little weird. And if you happen to be carrying stuff that, you know, might be out of your scope, but you know exactly how to use it. Hey, man, anything you can use to save someone's life, it's all about it. And when it comes to, you know, weird tactical situation, you're only as good as the things that you carry and as good as you know how to use them. So sometimes there's like a, a little bit of wiggle room when it comes to things like that. Yeah, I mean, I've always had it kind of hung over my head, even before I was able to carry drugs on me. I was just, um, you know, sometimes I did, you know, you carry Epi on you, fucking tore it off, you know? And it, it may have been out of my practice a couple of years ago. But I would have rather had those things at the ready, use them to help someone, um, not necessarily tore off as a sale life with, but obviously like something like Epi or, um, you know, Maxwell Bank, things like that, um, just to be able to use them and say, I've extended this person's survivability, right? I would much rather catch an ass chewing, um, you know, get demoted somehow or possibly fucking fired over it if someone gets to go home with their kids and their family, you know? So that for me is by and far something that I, I stand behind. Yeah, 1,000% with you on that one. If you know it, if you've taken the time to possibly, well, even pay out of pocket to go to extra classes and learn how to do, um, you know, ACLS, PALS, or, you know, um, fucking... Think about it right now. Like that's mm -hmm. the new field. Mm -hmm. Like if you've gone to a Reboa course and you're certified on that shit, go tell your 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 next in line. Tell them at the team, like, hey, here's what I can bring to the table. And then if they want to ignore you, just remember you've, you've attained, ascertained those skills. Like 
Yeah, and that's one thing I try to harp on uh, most people, and then I need to be doing a little better myself on uh, trying to get more qualifications under my belt. But yeah, training and training and training, 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 training. as much as you possibly can. So that way you have that experience, you have that knowledge. And uh, I always talk with uh, one of my boys, and I'm going to give him a shout out, uh, Jay Crow. And he does a lot of good training, a lot of good stuff. And he, he always he's always putting out a lot of good content. I mean, even a lot of the other boys with uh, other pages as well. Um, so it's... Oh, just so you know, Naval Social Warfare and AFSOC are looking for open contracts right now for medical instruction. So uh, get on that process. I fucking forget what the website's called where you, you have to enroll to be a government uh, source that can bid on contracts. But dude, if he could get out there and do that and actually change streamline medicine, he's so good at what he does. Um, yeah, he should do that shit. Yeah, that way, he, I know he loves doing it. He's got a passion for it just because of his experience as being a corpsman uh, over with 1-7. So I, I know dudes like I would definitely be more than happy to teach things because they, they do it out of, you know, um, it's not about the money at that point. Like for him, it's more of just being able to train and do things right and be able to put out good substance and good uh, material especially when it comes to training and stuff like that because a lot of the stuff that he that he posts on there you know he, he's thinking outside of the box of just grabbing actual ribs and putting it on a top of like different types of balloons and that way so he can practice needle throws and thesis. like this dude goes above and beyond and honestly it's a it's pretty awesome some of the shit that he's doing so if you get a chance to check him out uh go ahead and do so but uh just that training aspect you know my beat that dead horse of just you're only as good as the stuff that you practice on and, it, and if you forget things it's just time to hit uh, hit the books and keep practicing because that muscle memory is definitely gonna hit and if it doesn't then you need to keep working on it and that's myself included yeah i will say this for anyone who may be listening in the corporate community or the medical field um, you know if you feel discouraged because perhaps you've come up on a, a scene scenario or something at work. But say you're, you know, at Balboa in the ED and something comes in that you're not experienced on, you fumble around a bit, don't beat your head into a wall. Just go home and practice that shit. Um, I know doctors who've had to have math tutors to get through basic pharmacology. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't start off with your PhD. You've got to work through the process and no one is perfect from the job, you know? And also, you know, if you see your fellow foreman struggling or you, you see, you know, a partner out there that needs some help, you saw them talking side of things, fucking be like, yo, dude, like, if you do it this way or that way, you may save some time and effort or uh, may be able to get a loan transport a little bit quicker. Uh, as opposed to possibly, you know, barking at someone or being negative about how you correct them. I find that people are more open to things if you bring it to them as a, hey, this may or may not work kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just just on the, the you know, like the community side of things, that's basically my two cents of it. So. Yeah, the constructive criticism always is a... Uh is a good thing but then that's something as um you know as a professional i guess you can kind of say you know you, you got to be able to take take it with a grain of salt as well it's just like hey man this is not that we're 
personally attacking you, unless we are personally attacking you, which in this case... We have. Yes, we've never been hazed, and I'm sorry, but fucking make hazing great again. I, I, I completely agree. But uh, it's, it's never personal. It's always about the betterment of the team and betterment of just training in general. And if uh, you don't have anyone there to that can be completely honest with the mistakes or the little things that you can help improve on then you're not doing yourself a favor you're not doing your your team a favor because if they're just lying to you and be like oh no bro you're fucking awesome but you're really not like then they're not doing you a favor they're not going to help you grow and even like most people i'll tell them um even with uh this thing doing with the podcast like i'm just we're all just kind of fucking shooting from the hip and figuring stuff out as we go um uh a lot of people tell me they love it, and a lot of people give me uh, good criticism as well on things that we should fix, and a little bit of uh, different things to kind of look at as well. So, like, to everyone that's still kind of uh, not being a complete asshole and, like, busting my fucking chops, uh, thank you. Because, <laughs> uh, one, on it's, it's honest, and you guys are helping me out to improve this product that you guys like listening to. I don't know fucking how, but... Uh, <laughs> We're uh, eternally grateful for uh, you guys having, for us having you guys as fucking amazing fans. But yeah, that criticism is always, um, it's not a huge deal. It won't be my first time to be fucking judged on things that I do. But if uh, you are doing things that you're not supposed to be doing, just fucking, you better get fucking ready because you're about to get shit on. Because if there's one thing I can't stand, it's just that fucking mentality of just like, you think you're going to fucking lie and get away with something and you're not and then even with that whole Ty Baker situation him fucking lying it's like things are so simple and easy to fucking prove but how most people are always asking me oh what's the fucking context it's like just do me a fucking favor and just go through a few fucking posts and read some fucking comments it's really not that fucking difficult it really shouldn't be and I don't mean to come off as an asshole but I'm going to because one fuck you and two fuck you <laughs> We're in an era right now, I think people are kind of fed up with having leaders above them who are super of like, hey, fucking do this, this, and this, and stay within these confines of legality or what is right um, and what is SOP, um, and then themselves completely fucking shitting on it. Um, take, for instance, you know, the whole Eddie Gallagher. Uh, who allegedly committed more crimes, who allegedly, uh, you know, shot at children and women uh, overseas, who allegedly would go out on scout recon missions without prior authorization from his firearms, uh, forcing his lower enlisted into vehicles, allegedly then shooting at locals and even friendlies accidentally. Um, you know, I think people are tired of bullshit and uh, it's coming to light. I think there's still a shit ton of stuff that's going on that would blow people's minds. Like I said, like if Dick and Jane next door knew what the friendly frogmen were doing, like, I, God, I can't even tell you. Uh, we all know that THC pops on piss tests. So now I know a lot of the guys and some of the gals have gone to using psychedelics. I mean, I've been at house parties. I've been at um, fuck, deployment events where people are making PBJs or peanut butter sandwiches with mushrooms on them um, or microdosing themselves. 
where is my invite? That's the, my first question. I, I mean... <laughs> I will say that I was out in uh, San Diego for the 4th of July, uh, hanging out with some friends, and they had friends of friends. You know how it is. Like, you show up to a 4th of July party, friends show up, and they bring some, and then they bring some. So these weren't individuals that I necessarily knew. I know who they are. Um, but fuck, they were, like, dropping acid in front of people. It was just like... Hell yeah. They get caught for it. And, you know, but the thing is, like, so, so fucking what? Like, if that helps them, great. Good on them, whatever. Are they squared away and good to go on a mission later? That's on their conscience. But for superiors to be doing that shit and then be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to Article 15 you or accept your ass if you, I catch wind of you doing this. Like, motherfucker, you've got a drawer full of steroid vials in your kitchen. Shut the fuck up. You know, like, like I said, there's so much that just goes on day to day. Um, I know a special boat team guy who is a chief in the Navy who runs a steward ring out of his house right now. Like, that's just what it's true. It's not going to pop, and you would have to specifically test. And can I ask you, as an FMF, as a foreman, how frequently are you asked to test your guys for steroids? Never. There you go. So, so that's what I mean. Like, it is what it is. Uh, operators are not that fucking special. I will say this. That fucking respect for the physical and the mental stamina that they have to, to have, the shit that they let go on in their lives, the separation from the families, the uh, continued bullshit that goes on legally through, hey, NCIS, how you guys doing? Um, all that bullshit. Like, I have such mad respect for this. And they will tell you themselves, we're not fucking special. We put our pants on one leg at a time just the way you do. Um, they have special fucking skills, and they can do some crazy shit. Um, but they are not mm-hmm. gods. And I think if the general public had more open knowledge on what was really going on in the soft community, uh, maybe the book deals would dry up. Maybe the movies would stop, and we could actually get help for these guys. And I'll tell you why a lot of these guys are micronosing themselves. Um, how many times have you heard, and for the listeners too, someone from your upper chain telling you, hey, you need to go get medical mental health. I'm here for you. Like, the door is open, right? But we all fucking know what happens the minute you go talk to someone for PTSD, right? Like, yeah. Grounded from flying. Say you're an AFSOC. You're not going to fly. They're going to pull your wings. Say you're uh, an MFF instructor. You're not going to fucking instruct anybody out in Yuma. They're going to ground your ass until you get help. And once you're grounded, are you going to pick up next selection round? Probably fucking not. So you've just tanked yourself. Why do? Why would any of these men and women want to go to anyone? Even through MCCS, or like you're, you're guaranteed those 12 free counseling appointments, right? Mm-hmm. But if chain of command find, has reason to believe that you have anger management, addiction issues, PTSD, uh, DV issues at home, domestic violence, um, anything like that, they can, through NCCS, request your records. Because who the fuck does NCCS work for? The government. So I have found it best to go through a church, and I'm telling you guys as listeners, people who I care about, um, if you have ever raised your hand to write a blank check for my country, I thank you, because I didn't do that. I'm not 
prior service, um, I went a different route and I have been accepted into the community. And I thank you guys for that. Um, but if you've ever done that, then I, I want to help you however I can, uh, fighting your demons, whatever they be. Um, there's no way soft operators, be uh, it breachers, snipers, linguists, calm guys, um, fuck, like any of them, docs, sodom, sodoms, you don't get out there and do what they've done without coming home and having to deal with some issues and assimilating to the day-to-day community. It's not fucking possible. I wish it were. So uh, there are some steps you can take to get help anonymously. Uh, a lot of churches have counseling within them, especially if they're larger, non-denominational, uh, huge conglomerates, like the mega churches, you know? They typically have counseling centers, and they're not bullshit counselors. They hire LCSWs, like licensed clinical social workers, or, uh, you know, PhDs typically attend that church, and they get hired by the church to be the counselors for that church. Use that as a resource. I'll say it now, and go on the record as you can say this. Um, the CBD shit that was just passed, fucking use it. Until they come out with a dosing instruction and it's handed out DOD-wide and branch-wide, fucking use CBD. The shit works. Um, there's THC strand 9 that you can use. That's not the same as THC 10 strand, but it's highly illegal. Um, you can use that. It helps. Uh, but even melatonin or kava, you can take that stuff before bed if you need cold sleeping. Uh, I've had got a, guys that have come to me at work and said, they're like, hey, like, I can't get through the night sleeping. I don't want to pop for taking A, B, or C. What can I do? Go to Walmart, dude. Go get melatonin. Take anywhere between two and four mix of that stuff nightly. Fuck, you can take Benadryl. Two tabs of Benadryl and knock your ass the fuck out as a grown man. Um, just make sure you set your alarm on blaring loud because <laughs> for work the next day. Um, <laughs> There's so many alternatives that can be offered to the community and need to be used. There is a reason these guys are wiling out, and women. Um, and it, and it, the culture needs to fucking shift. And I'm hoping that in this hashtag 2020 climate that we're in, shit can change. Um, people need help. There need to be more resources in place. And people will, like, this whole, we're not going to ding your career and the door's always open and go talk to the wizard when you need to, or mental health is always an option for you. That's bullshit, but that needs to fucking change. Um, but that, those are just my two cents on it. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of the points that you're touching up on where a lot of the, the mental health has definitely reared its ugly head into um, a point where from what I've seen personally is that people do go get, go get help and, you know, things work out for their favor and they end up getting better and talking to people. Is it going to hinder them for orders? Absolutely. Sometimes. And that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Should we hold that against a service member? No. It, but is it going to happen a lot of the time? Yes. And like you said, depending on what specialty they're in, especially if they're in some kind of soft community or, working in any of those fields it can hinder a lot of the things that they do and then they go out researching and doing other things that are gonna like you said people doing lsd doing mushrooms going and doing this sort of uh all kinds of different things to test and uh 
personally, I believe the the whole CBD thing. I've never tried it. Uh, I can't really speak too much up on that, but from what I've heard from a multitude of people and uh, different like uh, Marines of mine and people that I know they're out, you know, they swear by it. So um, I believe that it can definitely work some magic and definitely the more we can do to help out not just the veteran community, but even the active duty that are trying to do a more holistic, I guess you could say, approach instead of just um, going against, you know, our, our corpsman pyramid of needs of just Motrin water socks, you know. Uh, a different avenue and trying something different would definitely be something uh, way better and it's, it's something that they don't even have to fucking worry about just hey as long as same thing like alcohol put our fucking clear instruction on what's happening and as long as there's no THC in it like it's it's more for medicinal purposes and it's not for like recreational use or maybe it is I don't fucking know you know what I mean it's all varying on whoever's using it so definitely uh, better better things for people and to have more options to be able to do things that they believe is going to be better for themselves in the long run. I'm definitely more about it and uh, definitely going that church route. I would definitely agree on that. Um, I don't know, maybe like I'm not the most perfect example. I'll, <clears throat> I'll, I'll admit, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm far from perfect. <laughs> and, but that's what, that's what, that's what I do. I, I, I go to church and I, I try to be a better person, even then, I, I, there's someone I talk to there about, you know, some of the things I've seen, and some of the stuff that's happened, and it's it's honestly helped, and it's something that, like, it's made it a lot easier for me to kind of comprehend, because it's somebody from an outside perspective that can give me a little bit of different reasoning to, um, to what I feel, to what I'm feeling and thinking at uh, for a lot of those things. And you things. don't and, necessarily have to be a religious person, like, these like Google yeah. a non-denominational church in your area um, they don't expect you to go there on Sunday or Wednesday nights or whatever like just go there and ask do you have a counseling center like do you have a counselor on staff that can talk to somebody yeah. they're not going to judge you they don't yeah. give a shit if you go there and raise your hands and praise Jesus on Sunday like that's not how it works so please don't feel that that's a prerequisite And it's not, and I remember one of the first times I kind of went through, it was kind of, like, awkward, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a judge-free zone, and if they are judging you, then stop going there, you know what I mean, but not every place is going to be, um, it's, it's going to be like that, you know what I mean, there's no reason to judge every place just from one experience, and uh, if it, if it was bad, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know, man, like, just kind of life happens, yeah, you know what I mean? for sure, um, but I definitely think things need to shift. I think we need to keep calling out the rapists. I think we need to keep calling out the borrow vets that keep trying to make money and, you know, fraudulently get themselves associated with companies, people that have never fucking done what they're claiming to do. We need to vet people more frequently and more thoroughly because, you know, it is a special community for a reason. And I don't think it's keeping our families and our community safe if we don't do that. Um, and I definitely think that the mental health needs to be more structured um, to the point where when they say that door to mental health is open and it's not going to affect the career, that they sincerely mean that. Uh, until then, uh, use your resources. Uh, look into, well, go to your fucking foreman senior. Like, if you are a doc and you're having issues, go up your next line and say, hey, like, how are you doing with this? What are you able to do to help you? Uh, like I said, 
melatonin Kavarup Benadryl at THC strand 9 is not illegal, will not pop up in this test. Do those things um, because, you know, we need to come home with you the day your family. I think fine part, that's the big takeaway from it. Just to throw that caveat on there, like, uh, I know it's a really weird when it comes to your analysis and what's tested and what's not. And uh, <clears throat> at least for me on that point, like, uh, I don't know too much about what strand they're testing on. But if you're going to do try something like that, just, you know, be careful. Just be smart. I'm not condoning it. You know, I'm not for it or against it, just to kind of keep myself on the fucking... You can go online and order it and it gets mailed to your house. Um, it doesn't pop because it isn't um, like it's not the part that gives you the psychedelic trip that like Sakia um, would do. It's more of like the chilling strand of hemp that gives you the, like the easy buy from an indica strand of what like THC strip 10 is. What most people who have like medicinal cards or in states and work is legal, um, they can do. And even if that's not something, you know, people are comfortable with because of being UAs at work or your analysis. Yeah. Uh, fucking CBD does work, guys. Like, I've, I have issues with PTSD. I have issues with sleeping sometimes because of some of that work-related bullshit. And I can tell you uh, it works. Also, uh, in the Navy, you guys call them RPs. Uh, but you can... You know, you can go to your chaps anytime. Uh, they cannot talk to work about whatever you tell them, no matter what. Like, you're next in line. Fuck, the base general flag officer could come in and be like, hey, I want the session notes on whatever you and Corporal So-and-so talked about or third-class So-and-so talked about. That religious person or the chaps cannot divulge that information under any mm-hmm. So that is also a route you can take. And if... You know, going into the chapel or the church area bothers you and you're not comfortable with religion, that's fine. Uh, call them. Get online. Google the, the chaplain. Ask if he can talk to you by phone. Ask if he can FaceTime or Zoom you. Guarantee you they'll, they'll make an exception or find a workaround. Um, because getting help matters. And like I said, the, the takeaway from it needs to be that we want more people going home to their families and staying with them and not taking their own lives. Yeah, and if you don't have an RP, you can also follow uh, Mike Sensi and uh, DM him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just playing. The <laughs> He's going to be like, bro, what the fuck? So maybe, maybe I'll let that be the second go to. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's something that I've Tom, thank you for all the information, and it's always having uh, not just friends, but people who kind of know a little bit more about a certain specialty and be able to give out uh, good information. But uh, if you had some uh, last following tips or words uh, for followers out there, what would it be? If you don't know what the fuck you're doing, don't be afraid to say so. Go get help. 
um, even if that's instruction from someone that you know you don't want to fail or you're intimidated by. Um, I know there were some pretty hard, heavy hitting pipe hitters that I've worked with who I didn't want to drop the ball in front of. I wanted to be that thing that they needed in the, that clinch moment. And I fucking fell short a few times. And just stay humble. Like, like I said, you know, I have the mad respect for God. But they are not gods. They're not demigods. We are all, you know, men and women that put our pants on one leg at a time in the morning. So stay humble. Keep your head down. Work hard. And if you do that, and ask for help when you need it, no matter what. Like, if it's to better train, like you were saying. Like, always oh, train, train, train. Like, if it's for training, or if you need help mentally, emotionally, like, if you do that, swear to God, you're going to be able to promote. Your career will not suck. You will make good, solid friends. You're not going to be that shitbag that's out there saying that they have an FMF pen and that they don't have any action to do their job uh, and gets called out for it. Awesome. I think that's a that's a good uh, finishing point. So, uh, be proud of the the things that you do and the things that you don't know. Hey, you don't know what you don't know. So just go out there and learn it. And uh, yeah, just remain humble and be proud of what you do. And if not, then go find a fucking better job or be better at it. <laughs> you know. But uh, thanks for coming on. Um, and thanks for everyone listening in. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time.